Um, let's get right fucking into it. So, we already talked about John Pistone's. We already talked about Geraces. Um, or some people like to say Geracist. Please, they're going to be so mad at me for saying that. Um, we already talked about Nordstrom. And there's only, um, actually there's a few jobs left. Just fucking kidding. I was going to be like, there's only two jobs left. But there, we talked about Nordstrom, Nordy, fucking Nordstrom. Oh my God, so nervous for my, um, ex-employees, co-workers, not employees. I wasn't the manager girl to hear that one, but we're going to talk about Ms. Buffalo Exchange today in the film industry. So this is going to be called Upcycled Unprofessional. An Upcycled Unprofessional. Period. And that's on. So let's do the rundown. Buffalo Exchange was my first job in New York. Um, and it was, ugh, I don't support Buffalo Exchange anymore. After what I saw, it's a no-no. It's, it's a no-no. I fucking hate Buffalo Exchange now. How do you, how the fuck do you spell upcycled? I don't know. But anyway, so I started like, I feel like I was here for like two months. I paid for February, then March. So I guess I started like April-ish. Yeah, I started April. It was my birthday when I started because Melissa had the same birthday as me. But um, we, okay, why am I saying we? Me, me, myself, and I, me, my demons, and I, we went to Buffalo Exchange, and funny story, Michaela was actually with me when I asked if they were hiring, because it was across from her brink, her brink, and she was like, um, maybe we should go in there, maybe they're hiring, that seems like a cool place, like, you should work there, I should have fucking known that Michaela sending me to this place was a bad fucking sign. But I didn't fucking listen. So we went in. And I... Like, I asked if they were hiring. And one of the reasons why I did get an interview is because the manager I spoke to, Joe, was from the same area in Ohio as me. He knew Ignatius. He knew, like, the vibe of what I had gone through. And was, like, generous. So, thank you for that, Joe. You turned out to be, like, annoying as fuck, though. Annoying and weird. Not that I care. Because I don't see you anymore. Uh. He, like, he had a kid and was just trying to get by is what was up. So, no fucking shade there. Um. Yeah. So I get this interview with him. 
as me and Michaela are in there. And I don't know why they fucking do this, but it's actually stupid. It's bananas. It's, oh my word. It's, oh my word. It's crazy. Because I did four interviews total. And it took forever. I feel like it was in March when I first, like, got in there and was like, I want to work for you guys. And then I did my first interview with Joe. And then I did my second interview with Joe. And then I did my third interview with James. And then I did my fourth interview with Melissa. James is this otter, otter, um, gay man that just... I'll get into it more. He annoys me, but we're going to talk about it because he's bi, apparently. Whatever. Um, faggot. Um, so Melissa is my homegirl. She was my lord and savior. I mean, now that I work there anymore, I don't work there anymore. We don't talk, so fuck her for that. Um, the entire time I was working there, like... I just thought we had, like, a relationship, but I guess not. Because, again, like I said, it's hard to have friends in the workplace. It's either friends or it's professional. Or it's fucked up and it's in between. You know? Um, so... Yeah. We get this interview. I get my second interview. I slayed it. I thought I did so well, and I did anticipating this because this was like my last hope this is how i know life always works out though because i somehow like made it work i fucking made it work terrible pay but i made it fucking work um okay so i have that interview and then i have it thank God, I didn't do an interview with fucking Katie. Katie is so annoying. She's, like, the worst part about Buffalo Exchange. She wears new merch. She fucking had the ugliest wedding dress. She just was gross. Looked oily as fuck all the time. Stressed as fuck all the time. Smoked cigarettes outside the store. And... Just, her boyfriend was ugly, let's be honest. But that's, I mean, I didn't have to go home to him, so I really, it's not relevant. Um, yeah, but anyway, Melissa, mother, she, um, did this interview with me. We have the same birthday. We're born on April 12th. So we're both a little crazy. We're both a little cuckoo. Um, you get the vibe. You understand what's going on. Um, I need to stop saying um so much is what I need to fucking do. But this interview came around and she was like, when can you start? And I was like, oh, when can I start? Like, I didn't know this was like the, the process to like get into the fucking job. Like you guys told me it was like another interview. So I was sitting there and she was like can you give me like your social security and birth certificate and I was like yeah of course like I have photos of it and she was like no we need the physical copies and I was like what the physical fucking copies so I left 
And I was like, I could get it for you, no problem. I left, and I called them back, and I was like, can I get a notarized version of it? Because I don't have the physical copy in New York. And they were like, yeah, of course. So my dumbass printed out photocopies of this shit and got it notarized, the photocopies, printed photocopies of it, and sent them and called them and was like, I notarized it. No, because they said that it would work. But then they called their IT people and they said that it wasn't going to work. So I spent like a shit ton of money on this. I don't remember how much I spent, but it wasn't like, it was like a decent amount. It was like 20 bucks. That's fucking annoying to just throw it out right after. Like, why did I spend that then? No reimbursement, girl? Come on. So I called up Lindsay Jessling. She dug through my boxes in Ohio and mailed me these documents, expedited these documents to me so I could start working. I mean, fucking yes. Yes. So I could start working. Not that I fucking wanted to start working, but yeah. So I get the job. They bring me in. I'm working. The only good thing about working at Buffalo Exchange is there's no dress code. Well, now there kind of is because of me. Um, Everywhere I go, they make a dress code. So literally killing myself, but it's fine. I don't understand because why do you have to be like that? Like, why do you have to be like that? Why? Like, oh my God. It's so annoying. Anyway. I'm so horny, you guys. But I am refraining from sex. I gave up sex in Lana Del Rey for Lent. Like, let's just have a moment of silence for that. No, because that's crazy. I'm just doing sex, like giving up sex for myself. I need a break. My body is crippling away, and I just, no. We're not letting any creepy men into my fucking sacred bed anymore. Like, we're putting the fucking canopy down. We're putting good TV on, and we're we're going to bed. Like, there's this man I'm talking to. We just watch movies together, and it's fine. That's really all I need, to jerk off and watch movies with this man. So, I don't have to, like, starve my fucking self. And get ready to bottom. But anyway, I did eat a fucking salad today. I ate a salad and a green smoothie. And we're going to eat... Um, what is it? Tofu? We're going to have tofu later. It's going to be so delicioso. Anyway, back to Buffalo Exchange. So, I show up. I'm stunting in my outfits and everything. And you know me. I'm a weird fucking bitch when you first meet me. Like, I'm awkward. And it's funny. And I'm, like, a bitch. I'm a queer bitch when you first meet me. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? So no one liked me when I first started. They all thought I was creepy as fuck. They thought I was weird. They were like, why did we hire this weird motherfucking faggot to work at Buffalo Exchange? Like, he just doesn't fit our vibe. We don't want him here. But then everyone started to realize my sense of humor and they all thought I was so funny and so cool. Well, at least they acted like it at first. 
So, yeah. I was working um, as a fucking... Um, oh, my God. What am I trying to say? I was working as, like, a... They put me as a salesperson, but they didn't teach me how to work register until, like, months after working there. Which was so, like, pointless. Because I did nothing my first few months there. And I wanted to absolutely move states, like, quit this job, like, fucking become something else because of this. I would have settled for, like, a librarian position after working here. How bored I was out of my mind. Like, how... Oh, my fucking God. I'll never go back. It seems like the biggest nightmare when I think about it. Like, I'm so traumatized. Mostly because... When I was high as fuck on meth... uh, I showed up to work. I'm not gonna lie. I couldn't afford... No, because they wanted to say it was unreliable. Girl, no. I slayed that shift when someone drugged my ass boofed me with meth like I slayed I might have had blood all over my face but I slayed anyway so there's this thing called processing and it's just like the new clothes the buyers buy in we like put a sensor on and hang it up And that's that. But I would stand back behind that counter and process all fucking day because they didn't want to put me on register at the beginning and then they didn't want to make me a buyer. So I would just be back there doing nothing, talking to my coworkers, talking about how we all hated our lives, about how we didn't have enough money to afford groceries and stupid shit like that. And there was DROOM next to processing. DROOM stands for the dressing room. DROOM. If you didn't put two and two together, go... I was going to say something really mean, but never mind. I'm trying to be a better person. Um, yes. And this location was the biggest Buffalo exchange in New York. So when I tell you we were on... Visit this place in New York when you come list. I fucking kid you not. The rudest people came in here. The fucking ugliest people came in here. And the fucking weirdest people came in here. And the homeless came in there. And the homeless... Like, I'd have the homeless in there any day over the fucking French people. Let me tell you. The French people are weird. French people are strange, queer losers. Who strange queer losers and they would just like throw shit at you I swear to god they'd be like because you were only allowed 10 items in there to prevent like theft but at the end of the fucking day girl I didn't fucking count the shit people went in there with I would just give them like a 10 and be like hey girl like go pick a room and my managers would like yell at me for that but Fuck them, because who has time to count someone's items in there and make sure everything has a price tag when the line is down the fucking store? Like, why? 
ridiculous. Ridiculous. And the managers would be like, I used to do that. Like, girl, no, you fucking didn't. Because your lazy ass who stands behind the fucking counter and just yells at other people and then tries to be besties with them the next minute did not fucking do that. Because, uh-uh, uh-uh, you are a lazy liberal. You get paid to wear the same white t-shirt and black pants to work every day and be the same fucking bitch every day. So, you guys can tell how fresh these wounds are because I... Buffalo Exchange will sink. Let me tell you that. Buffalo Exchange will sink. It's a ripoff. Bringing the clothes there, you get no... Like, there's just... You don't get anything. Because you get 50% of what we take it in as. So say you bring some jank-ass Brandy Melville shirt in there. And we say, oh yeah, we'll sell this for $15 in the store. Which they would. An ugly-ass Brandy Melville shirt. And they would give you $7 in cash. No. Not even. I'm fucking kidding. They would give you... Like, girl, I guess it's like seven fifty, but they would give you three twenty five. No, wait, three seventy five in cash, or seven dollars in store credit, which is oh my god! I want to use a bad word right now because that's so queer. Why? That's so dyke. That's so bussy. Like, that's disgusting. Like, pixie cut gross. Like, shave your eyebrows off gross. Just kidding. I have shaved eyebrows. But... And some of the buyers in our store just had no style. When I tell you, Christina, girl... I don't know what you were wearing, those ugly-ass hats and your Mickey Mouse shit, like, being a Disney adult, but, yeah, I just didn't like it. Andrew, wearing your weird-ass um, biker shorts with your tiny penis. Like, girl, we could all see it. It was disgusting, and they wanted to dress code me and Ray when you had your tiny penis in biker shorts. Your bulge. Disgusting. Like, oh my god. Andrew bought so much shit. Andrew was like this short, chub, um, bear type 27-year-old. Who was from the South. Like, he was racist. Whatever. We called him out for that. Well, I did. A lot of people just... Some of the white managers just overlooked it and thought it was funny. But, like, it was never fucking funny. I was one of the few people that was like, Andrew's a jerk, he's racist, he's mean, he's just, I don't like him. And he would always buy things with other people's discounts, but it was like he never wore it. Like, where did that t-shirt go, girl? Where did that ugly fucking t-shirt that you spent 15 bucks on go? Where's that ugly fake Burberry that you bought? We never saw it. So tell me, where is it? Where is that ugly-ass plastic watch you bought? 
I want to fucking know. But I never found out. Because I'm not a fucking brown noser. I, no, we ain't playing that shit. We don't do scat play, girl. Mm -mm, That's fucking disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Who else worked at the buy counter? Um, yeah, because, no, tell me why Andrew said something really fucking racist to one of our, um, like, co-workers, and she just was mad about it at first and, like, made a huge fuss and went to Katie and said everything, but, um, then was over it the next day and they were, like, besties at work again. And I was like, what? Girl, he didn't change in a day. He did not fucking change in a day. Still think that same ass racist thing in his head, but okay. If you want to, okay. I just, I was exhausted. When Andrew made fun of me and was fucking with my mental health and was being like, wake up, wake up. Like, I know you want to do some more meth. Like, wake up. I have someone that could get you some meth. Like, trying to fucking get me to, like, OD or something. And would just say that shit to me and be like, I know you want someone to fist you with meth again. And would say weird shit like that all the fucking time. It was like, girl, something's mentally not okay with this man. Because he, like, would lie about, like, his career taking off. Like, girl, your career was going nowhere. You are working at a Buffalo Exchange with a freshly 19-year-old man from Ohio who has no money in his bank account, who can't afford groceries, who moved here to do something, and you just have your parents pay your rent. Like, and you work at Buffalo Exchange. And you're ugly and you're single. What's going for you? And you're racist. And literally homophobic. Even though you're fucking gay. Oh my fucking God. Anyway. Back to the buy counter. Who else worked over there? There was some nice people, but they wore the same outfit, like, every fucking day. I swear to God. And, like, had trauma in their lives. And they were just, like, acted like Buffalo Exchange was, like, their end goal, like, their future. And I was like, you're stuck in this cult. Like, where's the punch, girl? Like, I want to act like I'm enjoying my job. Because I'm fucking not. I want to, like, jump off the fucking Brooklyn Bridge every day. Because I have to come here to this dusty-ass fucking overpriced chain. Like, I I was literally losing all hope in my life working there. It was draining every ounce of energy from me. Like, I was not worried about burning out, girl, because I knew I was going to fucking be dead at the end of the day. I was becoming an alcoholic from working here. I would have to go out to the bars And just not think about the annoying shit that happened all day. Because I would stand at the, like, my brain, like, oh my god. They just didn't give us a long enough break. There was no good food around where 
I was working because of my salary. I couldn't spend more than like five bucks on fucking lunch. And what am I going to eat? Pizza or fucking McDonald's? And you wonder why my mental health is so bad because I've had no fucking nutrients in the last year living in this city. Dirty ass air and a bad fucking salary working at a shitty store down the street from FIT. And don't even get me started on the FIT students because these ugly dressed... Oh my God. These ugly queer... Come dumps would come in and spend their parents' money on an ugly fucking cart heart like pants that like fit awkwardly. It's not like a oversized fit, but they just don't fit with their weird ass Balenciaga boots. In their ties that aren't even being used properly. Outfits. And go work on their weird fucking one project a year to sew a tank top together for their final. Like, it was ridiculous. With their group of friends being like, we love New York. Like, this is not New York. This is not fucking New York. Go over to fucking Brooklyn. Go do something fun. See a fucking underground artist. Like, going to Buffalo Exchange is not a New York experience. Going to Phoebe's is not a fucking New York experience. Going to Washington Square Park with a four loco. I've done it, but it's not a New York experience. Like, oh my god. Going over a... 35-year-old's house that pays $1,000 in rent to live in a small-ass Chelsea studio does not mean you made it. Wearing your ugly-ass Doc Martens. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. With your ugly-ass Instagram where you post about your uninteresting lives. I just, catering to these people really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I have a smooth body, but they were just giving me, like, razor burns, yo. They, oh, like, I, like, I, oh, 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 had to, oh, mental breakdown working there because... Since they weren't putting me on anything important, I would have to, like, walk these annoying FIT students to their dressing room. I would have to open the door for them. I would have to process ugly clothes that they would later try on. It was, like, stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Because if you're paying 40 bucks for a t-shirt, girl, is it really thrifting? No. But the FIT students thought it was. I will never go to FIT. Never let me go to FIT. Because they think that they're, like, talented, the people there. I swear to God.
But there's only a handful that actually, like, earned to be there and actually are making a name for themselves being there. Everyone else just lazy, lazy liberals. Okay. But yeah. Back to the thing I was saying. Because they didn't train me on register and security got, like, theft got so bad, we didn't really hire a security person just then. So they had someone watch at the door for, like, the same person that would come back all the time to, like, steal. And when I tell you they put my ass up on the door, I kind of wanted to work up there. But they were like, Frank's not doing anything. Like, let's go put him up there at first. And then I started to like it. And then they didn't want to put me on the fucking door anymore. And Katie was talking all this shit about me being like, how I'm too honest to customers or whatever. Like, just because I told them that I didn't think that shirt was worth it and I didn't lie because I'm not making fucking commission doesn't mean I'm being too honest. Like, someone needed to tell them, mother. Like, I wasn't going around telling people how much of a cunt you were when I was working there. Well, at least I wasn't saying it while I was on the clock. But you and your ugly wedding dress. I can't get over it. Because she had the audacity to come up to my face all the time and be like, we love you so much here, Frank. We cherish you. We are here for anything if you ever need anything. We know that you're going through a hard patch, but, like, we want to support you. And then fired me because she said I was unreliable. Because, oh, oh, my God. I got robbed on the subway and someone took my phone. And I came to her because I was an hour early to my shift. And I said, I started tearing up when I was telling her this. I said, can I go to the Apple store? Can you push my shift back an hour so I can go to the Apple store and shut my phone off? Because it won't let me. I just need to make sure they can't get into my debit cards. And there's like, and she didn't let me finish my fucking sentence. And she was like, come to my office now. And I was like, um, okay. Like, this is strange. I don't know why, but Okay. So we walked to her fucking office. She's like running to her office. And I'm like, girl, you're short ass. Why are you running? You're going to get a sweat and you're going to be even more fucking oily than you already fucking are. So calm down. Take a deep breath and walk to your fucking office. Your jank ass office with no fucking windows that you share with someone. Like, I'm dead. It smells like McDonald's in there. Anyway. Um, we get in there. I don't shut the door because she gets behind her desk so fast and starts talking. And I'm like confused what's going on. The first word she come, that comes out of her mouth, her small ass lipped mouth. And she says, we have to terminate you today. And had a blank stare. I didn't know what she was looking at. I was like, um, because I need to go turn my phone off? I'm confused. Like, if I stay, will I not get fired? She goes, no, we have to terminate you today. We, we have to terminate you today. And I was like, um, I'm dead. 
I didn't think it was serious. I was like staring at her and I was like, um, I don't understand. So you were going to fire me after I worked this shift? And she was like, yes. And I said, okay, well, I have to go turn my phone off. Um, because, and then I started like crying and I was like, because there is sensitive photos on there and all my credit cards are attached to it and they definitely are on it right now. And then she said, well, you have to fill out paperwork before you go. And I said, I don't know if you just heard me, but I have sensitive photos and my life is on this phone. I said, my life could be ruined right now and you don't care. And she said, you have to fill out paperwork before you go. And I said, then I fucking quit. And I walked out and I slammed her fucking door because she didn't deserve my... She didn't deserve me anymore. Period. Because why was I gonna wait around and fill out some jank-ass one sheet of paper that you could do your fucking self, which you did do yourself, She filled it out for me when I left and wrote it as a termination. Even though I said then and there that I quit, but she just wanted the last laugh, which I could have got unemployment after I left, but I fucking didn't because I survived. But I went, I cried on my way to the Apple store. I shut my phone off and then I came back to fill out this paperwork. She was so, I walked back in and I said, where's Katie? And everyone was like, looked like they were seeing a ghost. And she was like, I was like, I'm here to fill out this paperwork that couldn't wait. She goes, I filled it out already. And I said, oh, great. Fucking wonderful. Fucking wonderful. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Me and her didn't end on good terms, but we're going to go back to the positivity of Buffalo Exchange. Just kidding, because there was none. Actually, there was. Kendra. I met Kendra there, and I love Kendra. I will die for Kendra. I will fucking make candles with Kendra. I will fucking cook for Kendra. Kendra is a sweetheart, and we must protect her. When I say an angel, like... She's like a Lana Del Rey song, like, for life. Like, I'll listen. For life, she will be there. For life, I need her. Like, that's, that's what it is. And all this disgustingness, I found, I found something so special. Love you, Kendra. Um, shout out, Kendra just turned 21. We love Kendra. If, I, if there was, like, an applaud audio I could play right now, it would be going. But let's get back to it. Because me and Kendra didn't get along when we first started. Like, we were kind of just, like, stayed away from each other. It was, like, not quite... Because I was still trying to find my group and everything. And I was just friendly with everyone. I was honest with people. I would be fucking rude, but, like... If they were doing a good job, like, I would let them know. I had no problem with that. But 
Um, yeah. So, you know, Office Joe, we called him, who was, like, this hippie-looking man with, like, long, frizzy hair, was, like, he, every time he came by, he was fucking someone that was working there. I forget her name. She was weird. They were fucking, though. And... That's what I'm saying when I'm, like, it was so unprofessional in there because people would just want to be, like, managers and rain on other people's parades, but then everyone was, like, sleeping together. There was, it was, it was, like, girl, this is not a workplace. Like, going out to the bars together, like, no. This is, let's keep this a workplace. Buffalo Exchange is not high school. It was, like, a cult high school in there. Like, there was this girl, um, Jill, she was, I'm dead, she was in, she slept with a few people from Buffalo Exchange. I know she's dating, I don't know if they're dating, oh, Haley, I forgot her name for a second, she was dating Haley, I, I don't know. I loved Haley when I was working there, but now I feel like we just, she just doesn't want to hang out. Like, it wasn't genuine. Ray, I still hang out with. Ray, me and Ray, we, it's good, it's good. We're not, like, besties besties, but we see each other. We're, it's, like, we're there for each other. If Ray called me and she was like, I killed someone right now, like, I would go over there and help her. Like, I would have, I'd put on a, a fucking black tuxedo, and I would go over there. I would help her out. Um, Christina, I already talked about. She's the kind of bitch that would wear those ugly fucking red boots that everyone on social media is talking about right now and pair it with, like, some Mickey Mouse shorts and a very structured, like, not a baseball cap, but, like, a... um, Like, a weird detective hat, yo. And Elle, I still, me and Elle, we kiki, they were cool, they're cool. Um, I haven't seen Elle in fucking forever. Elle gave me a jank ass tattoo, I will say. Elle, if you're listening to this, that tattoo has haunted every sex tape I've fucking made. Like, every man I sleep with asks me why I have the Batman symbol above my ass. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said you can do what you wanted to do, but I've got to get it covered up, please. Yeah, so, L, yeah, we were besties. Um, oh my god, Blizzy McGuire I worked with. Miss Thang. We were like besties. We were cute. Everyone thought me and Blizzy had something going on, though. I mean, I just thought we were friends. We went... Not, like, out-out like that, but, like, we went out a few times. We hung out, I feel. We went to Applebee's one night, and the wait, the bartender's manager called us fags. I met this um, Versace model that night, and... 
I was drinking with Lizzie, and it was a good fucking night until this man called us fags, apparently. Unrelevant, because... That's just... It wasn't, you know. Blizzy does not identify as a man. Rude as fuck. Um, neither did the fucking Versace model, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, that was wild that the fucking bartender's manager even had that fucking word in his mouth. I was so mad that night. Oh, my God. I went down and told the managers, but it's fine. No, because nobody wanted to hang out with me outside of work. They all wanted to hang out with each other. But then when I was like, let's go to Applebee's, nobody wanted to fucking hang out. Ree was stupid. Um, Ree really bothered me. Ree acted so serious and yelled at me for, like, the dumbest shit all the fucking time. And just was like, you need to do better. And I was like, you're literally, we literally are the same age and we're working at Buffalo Exchange and you're acting like my mother. Like, I get you're the manager, but, like, don't act like we're besties the next minute if you want to yell at me. Like, keep it professional. Don't come and rant to me about, like, how you feel people are rude to you. Like, okay, keep that to yourself. Um, I remember because someone, one of my employee, not my employees, I'm so sorry, one of my coworkers had something on hold, and... I would change the dates for people because I was like, if they're not working today, um, they'll get it tomorrow. Like, they can look at it tomorrow. And I changed the dates. And Ree was like, you better not have changed the dates. And, like, yelled at me and, like, told someone else to do my job and said that I couldn't do my job and, like, screamed at me while everyone just watched. Everyone watched me embarrass myself, saving their fucking holds. No one said anything. No one thanked me. And it just, yeah, everyone let it happen, but it's fine. Who else worked there? Sierra was, like, I don't know what Sierra was doing. Sierra and Camille were, like, told everyone they were fucking dating and were, like, a thing. But they lied about the whole thing. Weird as fuck. I don't know why. Camille lied about so much. She was literally crazy. She would lie about, like, her... Her roommates, where she lived, like, school. She would lie about her family. It was like, girl, we are not in high school. Oh, my God. I, like, I just couldn't do it. Like, whole ass um, headache. Camille. Sweet person, but, like, you just, I didn't know if it was real or not. Like, derealization, if it was a person. Um... Yeah, with Sierra just, like, adding to the fire. Sierra wore the craziest shit all the time. Sierra wore, like, the same fucking jeans every day, though. But, like, with some cool shoes here and there. Um. Yeah. Um, Manny. I already talked about. Um. Brandon, laziest person in the world. Love Brandon to death. 
I'm not, like, when I say that, I'm not saying I'm not lazy. Like, Buffalo Exchange made me so fucking lazy. But Brandon would just stress me out because he would get in fights with the managers. And they'd be like, you're lazy. And he would be like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm dead. Like, you were. But, girl, you were lazy. Um... So funny. Um, just, we were kikiing all the time. We've hung out a few times. So, like, nonchalant. So, just in his own world. Bless his soul, but always there for me. Works at, last I knew, El Churro. Um, because Buffalo Exchange career ended because... Again, the managers would just try and be, like, bestie with you and then yell at you the next minute, which was, like, stupid. Um, yeah. We would always talk about boys at work. Brandon made me feel like I was back in high school. He would, we would just talk about cute, sexy boys, which, like, no shame in that. Um, Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Christina would eat her fucking salads in the count, like the, where we kept the money in this cold ass room with no windows and would eat alone on her iPhone six and watch like stuff on Facebook. Like, I don't know what was going on there. That was like, girl, please. Um, Jade, oh my god, don't even get me started about Jade. Jade is the general manager of the, um, Buffalo Exchanges in New York. Weirdo. Fucking weirdo. She's so fake. She would never say anything to my face. She would just say it to the managers. Like, girl, say something to my face then. Like, she didn't like the way I talked to customers. I'd be like, hey girl, I'm so hungover right now. Honestly, because I didn't care. I knew I was in the wrong but, like, girl, it's Buffalo Exchange. It's not that serious. And, like, I was funny as fuck for that. I'd be like, girl, I'm so hungover right now. Like, I'm having the worst anxiety. Um, I had sex last night. No, I would never bring my sex life into, like, conversations with customers. That's a lie. I was just trying to be funny there. I would only bring up, like, I'm so hungover. Have my coffee with me. Gonna go get McDonald's. Like, I would just be goofy. I'd be like... And I'm dressed in my grandma core. Like, I would give them the quick rundown. But Jay didn't like that. And it didn't. It wouldn't even have mattered if I brought my sex life up. to, Because homegirl came into work with, like, BDSM shit on. With, like, nipple covers. And fucking has a jank-ass Twitter. And just, like speak sex not that there's anything wrong with that but it was like okay girl if you want to come after me for what i said and you're like like where are yours like i don't understand where the line gets drawn say it to my face at least and just yeah because again with the dress code i oh my god I wore, like, a few dresses sometimes that were, like, either sheer or just, like, showed my underwear. And they were so fucking pissed because apparently it wasn't even, like, 
my bulge. Sorry I have a big penis. But it wasn't even my fucking bulge. They were just mad at me because, like, my underwear was out. But they never made me change. They made Ray change. They made the girls change because their nipples were showing. But, like, you could wear, like, inappropriate, like, images on your shirt. So what is the difference? Like, if you could see someone's nipples or, like, my booty, like, my underwear. Like, girl, grow the fuck up. Seriously. If we sell it, we should be able to wear it. Fuck that. And Jade coming in with fucking pasties under her sheer, like, lingerie. Like, mm mm-mm. That's wild. Girl took a selfie and put that on Twitter before she walked in. Like, without the nipple pasties. Come on. Like, I don't want to hear it. You could Google this bitch and know she's the fucking general manager of Buffalo Exchange. Like, I don't want to hear it. Lewis was... Um, this crazy drug dealing, like, Brooklyn Park Slope kid that was, like, a music person on the side and just was mentally unstable, you could tell. So am I, but... Sweetest person helped me through my meth panic attacks when I was coming down. Um... Yeah. Who else? I feel like I'm forgetting about a lot of people, but, like, at the end of the fucking day, they didn't fucking matter. Um, 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 James. Child. Anyway, James was this manager who, I swear, there was... Everyone thought me and James were fucking or something because it was weird. Vibes were weird. I saw James outside of work one time and he, I was really drunk and he was just acting like my manager outside of work. And it was like, girl, we are outside of work. You should leave. You came up to me. I didn't see you. If you want to be like, it was crazy like why were you doing that like girl then just avoid the situation like avoid the fucking situation telling me because I was standing on a um, traffic like pole and he was like get down get down get down like no what would you do if I said no like that's wild um I, because uh, he, yeah, he'd be like, you look so good today. And it was just like weird vibes. Like, I know when the vibes are not right. And I didn't think they were normal. But he would let me get away with a lot of stuff, which was another reason why everyone thought that we were fucking. Like, I'm dead. But yet he didn't want to hang outside of work with me because he thought it was inappropriate. But but he would say that shit at work. Someone threw like a like a neck a bracelet at him one time at his face and it shattered, and well deserved because someone needed to 
someone, like, we got, we had to get blood back in that brain, girl, come on, um, yeah, theft was crazy, this man came in all the time and would steal, like, a whole fucking rack of t-shirts, no filter, just would come in, take it, leave, his name was Robert, he would come in with, like, stuffed animals he stole from fucking Build-A-Bear or something, um, he, yeah, police didn't do anything. Our management didn't do anything. They put us in the way of that. There was this woman that came with a knife one time because she wanted revenge on someone at Buffalo Exchange. There was someone that spit in someone's eye. There was someone that played WWE with the metal chairs and smacked someone. Like, it was like, it's a minimum wage job and I don't feel safe. Because people would just, like, be like, can I do this? And I'd be like, of course, yeah. Because, girl, I don't want to make fucking enemies. What if they want me to do? Yeah. Anyway, manager Joe quit because he wasn't getting paid enough. And his kid was sick or something. So he had to leave anyway. And got a better job, I'm pretty sure. Um... Um, I guess I guess um, yeah that's that but I don't know what else to say. This man on TV is just has me in awe. He's so sexy. I'm so sorry. But, um, but, yeah. Anyway, back to the comment where my manager said I was unreliable. Let's, let's, let me tell you a story. Let's get the story brewing and let it simmer for a little. Because we had, um, we had fucking buy meetings they were called buy meetings they were the last sunday of the month um and they were literally just to be like you should buy this stuff in it was like training to just be a buyer and like talking about overall performance of the store that month and what we needed to work on and it was stupid and a waste of time and we just even if you weren't working that day you had to come in and it was in the fucking morning so I only showed up to, like, two of these meetings. One of the times I showed up with my... It was the day that I had my underwear out with a sheer dress on. And they dress-coded everyone. That was towards the end of my Buffalo Exchange career. Um, The other time I missed because I was on vacation. The other time I was there and it was normal. And then the one time I missed because I was... High on meth. I had a meth high. I was drugged and not doing well. Because I... This man paid me. And he asked me to come over. And I said, sure. And he boofed me. Lied to me. Whatever. I already went into detail about this story. I don't want to rehatch this trauma. Because it's it's been a good day. I don't want to fucking ruin it. I don't want to freak myself out by thinking I'm still high or these drugs, I'm dead somewhere and 
This is just my brain playing memories or whatever. So I called in and I said, I can't make the buy meeting. I said, I just woke up. I thought it was Saturday. I don't know what's going on. Um, I left my phone at the bar. It's been a really long night. I can start heading in now if for my what I thought was going to be my shift. And Melissa answered, thank the fucking Lord. I was like, yeah, like that should be fine, Frank. Just so you know, this doesn't look good. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be there on time for the shift that I'm scheduled for, just not the buy meeting. And so I leave this man's house. House. He Before I leave, let me just tell you, I started seeing things. And I just saw um, my childhood kitchen and dog and me as a kid in the shower like glass haunting me forever I will say traumatized by this but I wish I would have never like well there's nothing I could do because he drugged me what am I saying I wish I could never never trust men anyway I get on the A train I get on at high street and my high ass thinks that I, the A-Train will drop me off at a local stop, not an express stop, even though I'm on the A. It is the jank yellow and orange car. I'm having a full-on panic attack. I feel fine. But when I get to Buffalo Exchange, I'm getting looks from everyone. I'm sweating. I don't feel good. And I go up to my boss, and I'm freaking out, and I'm really anxious, and I'm like... I'm here, I'm here, like, and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm totally fine, like, what do you mean? She was like, you should sit down. And I thought I was getting fired, so I went in the break room and I sat down. And then I sat down and sat down and sat down, and I was just getting looks from everyone. And I went back out there and I said, yeah, I'm fine, what do you mean? Like, I can start working. She goes, okay, like, start doing this. So I started doing it, started doing it. I got so ill, yo. When I tell you I went in the break room and I threw up green liquids all over the fucking employee trash can, I fucking threw my gut up. And then I go to the bathroom and I, like, whatever. I start freaking out. I'm, like, talking to Kendra. I'm talking to the people that I trust. And I was honest. And they started freaking out, which made me freak out more. So I was working at the register and I just thought I was losing it. I thought I was hearing things. I thought I was, I didn't think I was seeing things, but I just, it just felt like the world was coming to a fucking end. And I couldn't work register because when you work register, you're like stuck up there. You have to count the drawer in by hand and write it down. And like you, no one else can use your drawer. That's how stupid it is. It's like a manual thing. And... I'm standing there and there's like this bell that you ring if you need backup. And I'm ringing this bell because I'm anxious as fuck and I need someone to help me and I can't do it and I need to use the bathroom and I was going to throw up. I was going to pass out. And I, Lewis came over and I was like, Lewis, like you need to fucking help me out. Like someone drugged me with meth. I'm not doing good. And he was like, yeah, you don't look good. And I like go to the bathroom and there is blood all over my face. I snorted this shit. And it cut my entire throat up, my entire tongue, and there was just blood every fucking where. 
So I go back out there and I just have panic attacks the entire rest of the shift. I have panic attacks when I leave work because it's like such a detachment from reality because I went to the top of the pyramid. I do not smoke weed because it makes me feel funny, but this was at the top of the fucking pyramid and it is not worn off because a meth psychosis episode lasts for six to eight months. Meth-induced psychosis, six to eight months after. And it's just never felt the same since. And this man gets off on drugging people, which he we are no longer in contact he does not know my current address, so, yeah. So when this bitch wants to say I was unreliable, no, I slayed that shift high as fuck on meth. And I did. So, period. And I guess that I was late as fuck to work sometimes. But, like, the store wasn't open. But I still made it, and I worked my shift. It just got to that point where you didn't want to do it anymore, yo. Like, it was depressing. You didn't like who you worked with um, and everything. No, but me and... Yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I was lacking towards the end. Because I was just sitting in this stupid fucking, like, um, reality. For so, like, I would come to work hungover as fuck and work the whole shift and be fine and go out the next night and have the funniest stories for everyone. Um, but yeah. I, the day I came in and was, I was having panic attacks that whole week, I opened up to people at work and Andrew wanted to make fun of me and be like, oh, you, you want some more meth? Like, I'll help you get some more like you deserve some more and was just being like rotten to me and I literally turned to him and I said nobody fucking likes you you're a fucking jerk you're racist and just why and yeah and I slayed it but it's pink but yeah That concludes my Buffalo Exchange rant. Now we're going to talk about someone that I met at Buffalo that got me a future job. So, um, this woman, Natalie Como, came into Buffalo Exchange and she was wearing a shirt that said hole on it. And I thought it was just like a gay term, like it's a hole. But it was... Oh my God, was it Britney Love that did that? It was whole, Britney Love. And everyone was like, mother, like we love her. Um, now I remembered someone else. Jules was really annoying and fake and just, I'm so sorry. Has such high hopes and I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but you got to try a lot harder, babes. Um, like, I'm dead. Jules, I, you've been through a lot, so I was nice to you while we were working together, but I didn't like you. I'm so sorry. I thought you were fake. I thought you were mean. I thought you just, I didn't like your style. I applaud you for everything you stand for, but 
I just, if I don't like you, I don't like you. So I'm trying to do this as respectfully as I can. But anyway, Jules was the one that pointed out um, the fucking shirt, which is why. And I went up to her and I rung this woman out and she was like, yeah, I just work for a movie right across the street. So like we should go out one night like I have a bunch of gay friends. Like she was giving off like serial killer vibes, but I was here for it. I was fucking here for it. And she, yeah. So when I got fired that day, I was quitting anyway, because I wanted to work on this movie. It was an opportunity she gave me. It was a month long opportunity to work 12 hours a day on a movie for a Sackler. If you don't know who the Sacklers are, they are responsible for the whole opioid epidemic. Um, they had a documentary come about out about them and it was like crazy the reason why there was space to work on the movie is because everyone quit after the documentary came out. But obviously going into it, I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who was, who had written and directed this film. So I just went in and wanted to learn and have experience. So I met Amy was the costume designer. Um, Shamisha was her, I think she was a buyer but also, like, her... Well, not, like, assistant. Like, working side by her. Um, Natalie was the... Um, fucking... I don't know the right term, but, like, director type. Coordinator. Coordinator. Natalie was the coordinator. I was a PA. Um, there was this girl. I'm pretty sure her name was Hannah. PA. Genesis was a PA. Um, was it Rachel? No, was it Rachel? There was this other girl. I fucking love her, though. This other woman. She looked like Jennifer Gardner. And so nice. So sweet. Always brought me fucking donuts. Loved her. The good fucking donuts, though. From, like, Whole Foods. And the good fucking... Oh, my God. I really... Not a donut. A bagel. Like, the good fucking um, cream cheese. I really want a bagel right now. Oh my God, that sounds so good. She would like feed me. She would make sure I ate. She made sure I had water before the day started. And because I was living at Sean's house, so it wasn't good. I was emotionally unattached from reality and I just, it wasn't good. So she just wanted to help me out. Like she was going to get me in contact with like the um, emergency housing and yeah so when i started natalie me and natalie went and found not found oh my fucking god went and got matcha at um chacha matcha which i really recommend get the cold this this episode is sponsored by chacha matcha please use code f a g for 20% off your cold foam fucking matcha it's so good so we got matcha she showed me the office and she introduced me to everyone and she was like frank's gonna be working tomorrow not guaranteed that he's gonna be working the rest of the um like production but he's working tomorrow 
And I was like, period. So, yeah. I went and I got tested for everything. And I was getting paid to do this. I was got tested through the company they do all their testing for. And was ready to work the next day. Because I had to go get tested because... I had herpes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I... I'm so scared because I'm talking crazy. My roommates are out in the kitchen. Um, what was I saying? So, Natalie, like, uber-delivered. Uber-delivered. Oh, my God. The fucking um, COVID test at home to me. And expected me to figure this shit out. Like, girl, I had never done an at-home COVID test. But was like, you gotta do it. And I did it so wrong, you guys. But, and it came back, like, unresponsive. So, she, I had to go to, like, their fucking testing center and do it. Which, it worked out in the end. I just didn't work the next day. I worked the day after that because I couldn't figure it out. Um, and then I got right into work. They threw me right in the fucking fire. I went and shadowed a few people, but everyone was so lazy on this movie because it was an independent film. And the budget was literally just like, there was no budget because we returned literally everything. And it was the Sacklers. They were financing it themselves and they are billionaires. So they... She did what she wanted, yo. And I... She had Burberry. She had Bottega Veneta in this movie. And it was a movie about... Um, watch her ass sue me. The one person that I talk about on this podcast, she's gonna sue me. Because this bitch probably has money. Not probably does. Does. So, she wrote this movie about, like, this technology to talk to dead people. And this journey... So, yeah. Yeah. So, I was basically just running around, picking up things for people, dropping it off at different areas, filing paperwork, eating, getting coffee. It was the best time of my life. But Natalie, yo, Natalie was on another planet. She was late as fuck all the time. She was unreliable. I swear to God, she either had aller. No, she didn't. She was doing coke in the bathroom. I kid you not. To keep going. Because she would just go in there and you would hear like... <sighs> and the, to- the sink would be running. But it was like, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yo, honestly, this is none of my business, but I'm going to say it anyway. Natalie found out recently that she was, not recently, this was like a few months ago, that she was pregnant. And the baby was conceived while we were working together on the movie. So if she was doing these drugs, she was fucking pregnant. So. That's wild. But. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, Genesis was funny as fuck. I, Genesis got in a car accident while we were on this movie. And that was like her last day after the car accident. 
Um, I had to, this was the first time I ever drove in the city. They made me drive in the city, yo. The worst anxiety driving in the city. Which I did it and I slayed. But when Natalie drove, she was on. That's another reason why I thought she was on drugs. Because this bitch would go like 50, 60 in the city. Like on a 25. And I was like, and what is the need? Literally, like people are crossing the street. She'd be honking. I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. Rachel. I'm pretty sure her name's Rachel. I'm going to be so embarrassed if it's not. Was literally would drive like the sweetest person in the world and would like actually teach me things like she was mother um who else i fucking don't remember that girl's name um amy they would drink on the job yo natalie would go and get drinks for us and would get us fucked up at the office and for what and it was just wild. Uh, Shamisha would drink, like, wine. People just... It's so unprofessional working in the film industry, I will say. And my patient was so fucked up, when I tell you. My... They took forever to verify me through the way they paid. And it just... It just, girl, it just wasn't working. I was so broke for so long when I was living in the projects, which was another reason why I couldn't move out because this movie hadn't paid me. Miss Sackler and her rich-ass family couldn't fucking pay me. And this is so illegal, but I'm going to admit it anyway. They overpaid me, but that's what they get. So, honest fucking Mwah. Thank you. My tax returns suck, though, I will say. I did... TurboTax fucked them up at the beginning, so it was saying I got, like, so much back. And I was like, oh, my God, work. But... But, yeah. Um... What else? I don't know what else. Drunk on the job. Oh, on, like, packing the office up and putting everything in the truck and undoing the truck. It was a lot of work. It was 12-hour days, you guys. It was a lot of fucking work. I would have to go to set and drop shit off. And I had a flip phone at the time. I was doing this shit with no maps, I kid you not, from just being like, this is where you have to go. This is the train you have to take. Not Sometimes they wouldn't even tell me what train I had to take. Like, just go, go, go. And they would have me on the flip phone. And they'd be texting me. And I'd be like, girl, just call me. Because I can't read a text. And I can't text back right now. Um, funny. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't think they like Natalie. They didn't hire Natalie back. Um, Natalie and Genesis kept getting into it. And I was like, girl, this is too much to handle. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, no one familiar. No actor or actress familiar on this film, I will say. 
mean as fuck people. I would return things and they knew that we were working for a movie. So they would be rude as fuck to me. I had some girl at the restore literally throw a shirt across the counter at me and be like, this has deodorant on it. I'm not returning this. And tell your people that we're never doing this again. And I was like, girl, I'm dead as fuck. Like, okay. Like, I would get so pissy at people too. Towards the end, when people started being rude to me, I was so mean to them back. And they deserved it. So, so it's fine. I'm dead. Well, um, yeah. But if I didn't work at Buffalo Exchange, I would have never met Natalie, and I would have never had that crazy fucking opportunity. Um, what else? I don't know. I worked on another movie after that. No, a TV show and HBO. The other two, I worked a day on that yeah I worked a day on that um I was subbing in for someone and I thought it was gonna move on to be like a permanent thing thank god it didn't because I I obviously there was a lot of freedom on the first film I worked and then the second film I like production I worked on was the other two I worked with there was a good group of people but it wasn't fun I drove around I just it got the stuff and I brought it to set and I was on set all day and it was like a real ass set. It was more, it was more of a production than, um, the first thing I worked on and it was in a scare. They had a scary ass office and this girl kept me all day, even though I did nothing. Um, yeah. By the old projects where I used to live is where this office was in Navy Yards jank ass i had to walk all the way to this office and it was the most confusing building ever um i had to call this woman not too long ago about my tax return too didn't get any money back on that um then i worked on i did a few days with natalie we worked on a queen latifah because natalie is a like crazy bitch and literally told them that I was free the next day and that I did, I was a PA paperwork PA, which I'm not, I don't know how to use that, um, um, fucking software. I don't even want to learn because I fucking hate the film industry and how stupid it is. And you just sit there, but they pay for your lunch. So, I mean, it's good. Um, paycheck's good as fuck too. So, yeah. Um, she lied to them. We went there. I acted so professional. And they gave us a tour of the whole, um, like, studio. It was crazy, you guys. My mind is never usually blown, but they did it, yo. They fucking did it. And that I applaud, so... It was just, like, the way they build sets, it was, like, such a big studio. It was, like, how much money do you make to be able to do this, though? Paying 
all these people that work just in wardrobe and then paying the rent and paying the people that build the sets and paying for the people that keep the sets going and the film crew and the actors and the actresses, it just seems to be too much. Um, yeah. But I hated everyone that worked on that show. It was... Um, Natalie was so unprofessional, which made me look so much more unprofessional, mostly because I didn't know what I was doing on top of working with Natalie. Um, but, yeah, they the people that worked on this show were just so fucking fake, so annoying, and everyone was just leaving to do better things, and you could tell. So, and sh- they just gave me busy work, and I just, Natalie was giving me, like, the... Work that wasn't even supposed to be done, and it was just a hot fucking mess. And, like, people were warning us, being like, get out of here. And I was like, girl, I'm getting out of here no matter what the fuck is up. I just need some money. Uh, yeah. And then I worked for Natalie for a little. I was doing, like, organizing her showroom. This is the funny thing. So Natalie was starting to show signs of pregnancy. She called me to help her with her showroom. And, like, clean it and organize it. This bitch bought so much shit she didn't fucking need. And for no fucking reason. Like, shelves, 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 needles, needles, hammer, fucking nails, cleaning shit, fucking curtains. It was like, why? And I had so much clothes. There was a lot of it was ugly. I stole... Well, she let me borrow this jacket, yo. And I just haven't given it back. So I stole this Mickey Mouse jacket. Disney adult, as I'm hating on Christina for that. And I have a fucking Mickey Mouse jacket. I'm gooped and gagged. And that's a full circle, ladies and gentlemen. No, but this jacket's actually cute. I only wore it because I was cold as fuck. Um, And you can't even tell that it's Mickey Mouse. Like, hers is so like childish the way she does it this is like a mature mickey mouse top jacket puffer um because it's like a collectible you know um yeah so i just organized the showroom i did all of it i made it look so nice she had so much shit and then she was like texting me and she was like we're gonna move furniture and i was like that's fine we move this furniture blah 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 whatever 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 um she fucking texts me not too long ago and she's like so i'm gonna rent out a different showroom that's bigger can you help me reorganize and i was like girl i just organized this whole fucking like thing already for you that's wild and that kind of terminated our friendship, I won't lie. Because I, uh, she just worked me like a dog. And it wasn't worth it at the end of the day, but. But yeah. Yeah. And then I just saw Natalie recently on Valentine's Day. um, Walking with her big baby bump. She's keeping the baby and she doesn't. She knows who it is, but I don't think the man's raising it with her, so. And she has an expensive-ass apartment. She has, like, this top floor, big two-bedroom apartment in Greenpoint. 
and pays like $4,000 in rent. It's wild. And it's like, girl, if you're putting your kid in that second bedroom, that's fucking crazy. Like, she made me realize that I just don't want to have kids. Um, yeah. So, I fucking, is it KJ? Oh, yeah. KJ, back to Buffalo Exchange for a second. KJ always got into it with Andrew. They would run each other's shit on hold. Like, they were petty as fuck all the time. Me and KJ would call each other roomies and, like, we were nice to each other. I loved KJ. KJ was so sweet. And I still see him. Um, whenever I see him, I'm like, hey, roomie. And it's funny. But, yeah. He knew Andrew was racist, too. Urban worked there. Urban was cool as fuck, too. Urban knew he was racist and called him out for it. Thank you. Um, yo. And Al one time said at work, Frank, didn't you say you don't like black guys? And I was like, I never fucking said that. And then everyone thought I was, like, racist. And then Al was like, oh, no, that was Andrew. Never mind. I'm sorry. But, like, people didn't fucking hear. And then I was so upset. And I was like, yo, that's so dirt. That's that's so bad. Why would you even say that? And that everyone was like, why do you even, like, care if people think you're racist? And I was like, because it's not fucking true. And they were like, if it's not true, it's not true. And I was like, yeah, but, like, this was literally just said about me in front of everyone. And nobody, like, defended me. Or it's not even true. And Elle admitted that, but nobody wants to fucking hear that. It just was really frustrating working at Buffalo Exchange. Um, yeah. So... We, we are going to wrap it up after my conclusion. So my career in New York, obviously I'm not talking about the job that I currently have because I don't want anyone that I, that is employing me to listen to what I think, but New York has shown me how unprofessional um, the work world really fucking is and how disgusting people can be and just use sex is a way to like get further in the workplace and just succeed and it's just shady everything's so shady and just exhausting um i don't think you need a degree back to what i was saying i think you just need connections um and experience so Get out there. Do what you want to do. I'm slowly getting out of depression. So I am starting to create my own brand. I started this podcast, obviously. I am in the process of recording an album. Um, I do a lot of photo shoots. Um, creative wannabe here. So just, you know, keep your head up and do it. So I thank you again for listening today. Kind of an abrupt ending, like they always are. But this one was wild. I did get a lot of... With my discount at Buffalo Exchange, I did buy clothes. Funny other story before I um, end. I brought this man into work, and I was sleeping with him, and he was visiting me, staying with me for, like, the week. His name is Cameron. 
he we were fucking um kind of violently he literally was just using me but it's fine like he would literally like use terms like that like i just want to use you and like in bed and like i'm turned on by that but then at the end of the day i'm kind of like grossed out by it but cameron came into work with me one time to sell some clothes and i bought him like a shirt or two and then we got in a fight at the bar later that night and then he texted my coworker brandon and asked Brandon to come to this party he was having. And Brandon said no and told me about it. But, like, that is so shitty of this man to ever fucking do that. So, I feel like I forgot so many people at Buffalo Exchange, but that's honestly for the best because there was a lot of lazy cunts there. So. I can't believe this. Yeah. Love you, girl. Um... Thank you again for listening. Mwah.